0: So Jordan caught me reading as we're getting ready to start tonight's podcast. Like, what? A binge watcher reads? No, we don't read anything. All we do is watch movies. If it's not in a movie, we can't consume its knowledge. We're visual learners. That's the only way that it works. But Jordan, you should share your point that you made that what I was reading in the book falls in line with the theme of the movies we've been watching.
1: Well, why don't you tell them what, what book you're reading? And oh, did I that?
0: preface the book? Okay, it's an anthropology book, but it talks a, little, a lot about pig flesh. And it talks about, or it speculates based on facts. One of the reasons that contemporary religions have problems with consuming pork might be because they misread a 3,000-year-old recipe that just says, you know, cook it correctly or you'll have health problems. You know, you'll get sick. To becoming, like, unholy or something. And it's always fascinated me. It's by Marvin Harris. It's an, an anthropology book. But then again... If we bring this stuff up, that would suggest that we're actually intelligent. We don't just sit here and watch movies all day, David. Are you drinking out of a Frankenstein cup? Of course I am. Anyway, I just want to mention Dave's cup because I was teasing him for a second to bring him into the discussion before we get rolling, but uh, he's also drinking out of a little cute Frankenstein Monsters cup. It's extra Um, cute. And now I've forgotten about the point of the anthropology book. See how easily things can get off topic. Pick flesh, (laughs) yeah. Tonight's episode is simply called Pig Flesh. Welcome to Pig Flesh Eaters. It's a new podcast. We're experimenting with the format and tone. No, uh, let's see. Well, I was about to go into tenderizing pork flesh to try to relate it to the Chris Rock Will Smith story about Chris Rock's face getting tenderized by Will Smith, (laughs) but I can't really. That's a hard joke to sell, so I don't know if I can pull it together. Hold on, let me make sure nobody's here to smack me. No, I'm okay. All right, she's checking. All right. <laughs> um, so, folks, we were going to tell you this list of, like, uh, some lawyer. This is really funny, too. It's a personal injury lawyer in L.A., of all places, was um, doing a study and comparing, like, deaths in, in the Final Destination horror movies to, like, the probability of them happening in real life. I'm like, oh, that's a great way. We'll we'll do that. We'll talk about that list. At, we'll talk about the top <laughs> ten at the at the top of the episode, and then of course, like, you know, the, I wasn't even gonna watch the Oscars this year. I was like, there's no point. Like, the movies are not that great. Like, it's it's far too political. It's not even about like the context of movie making and celebrating the craft of making movies and the during the pandemic and and X Y and Z. It's there's too much politics. Blah blah blah. And then like. Uh, A couple good things happened and then like one terrible thing happened. And I'm like, oh, man, you know what? Like the thing is so captivating and everybody's talking about it. And Dave was saying, you know, before we started the show during a text exchange, like now it's a meme. Yeah, it was like it was like a meme within like probably 10 minutes of it happening. But so what happened, folks? I'm sure I mean, you have to know how can well, at least everybody in the United States probably knows our listeners in Germany are like, who cares? Listeners in like London, they might like it because they love tabloids. Other countries, I don't know if they're even going to care. You know, maybe they have, like, actual life to live. Um, But uh, (laughs) everybody Will Smith, so I'm pretty sure they will. We're all captivated here in the United States. (laughs) Like, so anyway, Chris Rock is on stage. He tells a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's haircut, you know, looking like she's going to play G.I. Jane in, you know, G.I. Jane Part 2. And uh, Will Smith doesn't like that. I mean, meanwhile, Chris Rock doesn't have the background of, like, knowing that she has, like, something called alopecia. Like I guess like thins her hair or whatever, and that's why she has a shaved head. But he doesn't have that background. He's just telling an off joke because there was an awkward moment during the telecast, and he's like trying to keep the broadcast moving. So he just made a joke. It wasn't a great joke, but it was it wasn't but it also wasn't like an uh, insult. He didn't intend it to hurt anybody's feelings or anything. It was just a comment. And he's a comedian, so whatever. And it's my understanding that the three of them know each other anyway. So that's why this is mind-boggling. Anyway, so then Will Smith gets up, walks across the stage. Smacks him in the face to which Chris Rock is like, "'I just got the hell smacked out of me by by Will Smith. Will Smith goes back to his seat and then they they like start bleeping the broadcast out here. I' like, I'm on the East Coast, like I got all the dirt like right away, and then they started pulling the audio and then he started cutting video. And so I'm not like sure like what gets to David like because Dave's on the West Coast, and I'm not sure what he gets to see, but will Smith was firing at him, Yeah, so Will Smith is swearing, like, dropping F-bombs at him, saying, like, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, blah, blah, blah. And and, uh, It's very easy to tell what he was mouthing. They
2: did get the camera onto him by that time, but the audio was still cut, and it was very easy to tell what he was saying. And then, of course, the uncensored footage proved it.
0: Oh, yeah, Australia Australia TV viewers are, like, leaking that stuff all over Twitter, like, hey, guys, our TV's uncut. You want to see it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's pretty good. And then I thought, like, wow. And then thinking about Jordan's uh, fascination with reality TV. I was like, we had like a reality TV Oscar moment and it's, it's Oscar history now. It's like, you know, you think about like historical Oscars for like, Oh, it's the first African-American winner. It's the first deaf actor winner. It's like, no, this is the first time somebody openly (laughs) bitch slapped somebody on national (laughs) Oscar broadcast. Pom- historic. Pom- well, let's in see, the face, tears,
2: then he won. Like I was laughing. Oh, and, like, oh and my and god! In the tears. So,
0: so yeah. So Will Smith assaults somebody on broadcast television, and then five minutes later wins Best Actor of the Year <laughs> to go on stage and give a speech. Hey, there, he deserved <laughs> he
2: deserved an Oscar for that speech because you saw the range uh, of emotions. Uh, like oh, he, like he
0: was backtrack. No, I mean, not, David, those type. were those were what we call in the business. Those were public relations tears. All right. Uh,
1: uh, the, 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 I'm sorry, tears. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I just imagine his publicist is like chain smoking, drinking Mailox by
0: the face. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no. Uh, Pulses tied a noose right away. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, he's, I've, he's, he's the nice guy of the industry. And like, oh boy, did he like his dark side come out? Well, the news cycles come full circle. Like, the assault, then uh, what the Oscars is going to do about it, to like. They're not pressing charges to, like, public apology today. Like, 24 hours of just, like, every step of the story. Like, and now the Academy's like, oh, yeah, we have to have a session because we have rules. Here's the funny thing about the Academy Awards. Now they have to decide, are they a legitimate institution that has all these standards? Or are they completely full of shit? So they have to go to a room and decide, are we going to hold this guy accountable? Or are we going to let it go? Because, you know, it's movies. Which brings us back like, to the... Go ahead, Dave
2: oh no all i was gonna say is like they've been struggling for ratings for years like this
0: mm. brought right. i think they said this was like the highest
2: in a while i mean probably not well that's why right. some people
0: responded by thinking that it was staged it I wasn't thought that at but first it was real. I saw the
2: uncensored footage and i'm like no yeah, like could not even, even <laughs> if this was put on he's got too much to lose even by faking it to that degree there's <laughs> just no way
1: Yeah. Just brings me back to like the original point that what you just said, John, is like, here we are. This is a perfect example of it, like not really being about the movies right now. Mm. It's just like entire scandal because of what had happened during the award ceremony. But yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, having said that, it made it the best Oscars in a while. Like I I literally slept on the last one. (laughs) So this was like, hey, that was a shot of life, whether you agree with it or not.
0: But what's the name of the Coda actor? Tori Coster Is that his name? Tori, uh, yeah, he, um, well-deserved.
2: That, that, I, plug for that, and we're not getting paid, plug for that movie. That movie's actually pretty great, uh, and that guy deserved his Oscar.
0: Yeah, so there's uh, an independent, well, I mean, it's, gosh, it seems like an independent movie, but it's backed by Apple, so how independent can you be if you get financing well, through Apple?
2: Well, they, no, they weren't financed through Apple, it was a Sundance pickup, so technically it
0: has its roots in a, um. Yeah, but where does the money come from? Doesn't the money come from Apple or from the Sundance project? No, I
2: mean, it's the way it used to be. Like when uh, movies went to Sundance, they were uh, independently done, and then oh, his the name the is Troy uh, uh, A studio will buy it, but but it's original. I mean, it's like Clerks getting bought by Miramax, like it was
0: done independently. In oh, product. you're saying the Apple only comes in on the exchanges as a distributor? Pretty much, they didn't yes. finance it. Oh, see, I thought I thought big money moved a project, and then they made it look like an independent movie because that happens too. No, this is a Sundance um, acquisition. So, yeah, so the actors, the deaf actor's name is Troy Koster. He had one of the best Oscar moments that I think I've ever seen. Like, he was talking yeah. about how he learned sign language from his dad, then his dad had an accident, couldn't sign with the family anymore, and what it meant to be a deaf actor on the Academy Awards stage and win an award like that. That's genuine, you know? I yeah. mean, that's sincere that's to jordan to your point like that's what you want to see during the entire three hours is right. people really caring about what they're doing and why a regular person should even you know even care because it's hard to reach the rest of the country when like people are like am i gonna keep the electric bill paid this month or, like we're we gonna have groceries this week do i have to get another job like and so why should i care about pouty actors on a three-hour television show <laughs> you know what i mean like right. like it's there's definitely disparity there, but when you see moments like that, like, it's like, uh, I mean, I, I have this bittersweet thing with, like, the industry. Like, clearly, I mean, Dave and I went to film school together and clearly, like, our roads diverged and we're not where we had intended to be at 19, 20 years old. But when you see a speech like Troy gave, you're like, oh, yeah, man. that That's what it was about. That was the point. <laughs> you know, like, so every once in a while, like, if you're defeatist or, like, you're disheartened about, like, your own journey. When you see a speech like that, it kind of brings you back to like your core and you go, Oh yeah, there's something valuable to it. But then Will Smith goes on stage and smacks a comedian in the face for a joke. <laughs> you know What, I mean? so it's like, what are you going to do? Um, I don't
2: know. Well, there's a few genuine moments overall. I mean, I'd, I agree that Troy's is probably the most, uh, heartfelt, but I mean, like we've talked quest love, um, for that documentary, which is really great. It was pretty genuine. Um, you know, Jessica Chastain was pretty, I mean, I'll call it, she's a great actress, so <laughs> knows how much of that was genuine and just acting, but I liked hers. Um, pretty good, you know, despite the despite the incident, it was a decent night for that kind of stuff, but <laughs> then mm. the slap. Slap her around the world, as they're calling it right now.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll take a break and then we'll be back with the final destination story with all the facts and figures and then some information about other movies that are coming out.
1: Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers podcast.
0: Okay, welcome back. It was time to blow my nose, think about how cold my office is, and be like, is it worth renting for how cold it is in here? I don't know. <laughs> so cold. It was snowing today, too. It's supposed to be spring. What the hell is going on? Um, okay, so a personal injury lawyer in Los Angeles examined. Well, I read two different reports. First, I saw like 4,000 deaths of record and then like another website reported it as like three hundred thousand deaths. I think it's closer to four thousand. But anyway, he compared them to the final destination movies and to see which deaths could actually occur in real life. Now I didn't ask Jordan beforehand if she's seen any of the final destination movies. I'm oh curious to know. Have you it's seen been, any of these accidents? It's been a well, minute.
1: The tanning yeah. bed one is just so memorable to me because I was such a little freak about fake tanning <laughs> back in the day. So
0: That's funny because that's...
1: Full full Jersey Shore, so... That's
0: number two. So, tanning bed burns. As featured in Final Destination 3, the tanning bed set on fire. One reported death. So, doesn't happen very often. So, I guess you're safe. (laughs) You're you're safe, Jordan.
1: Which is still good. But it has happened, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And I assume these are also only deaths in the United States probably over like a, excuse me, a 10-year period or something. There's probably like a... A limit to how many facts this guy included. At number nine, barbecue burns, as featured in Final Destination Two, a barbecue exploded. Ten people reported, ten people killed. Barbecue explosions. It's
1: mind blowing.
0: I felt like that'd be higher,
1: but
0: all right. The, with all like the the turkeys that they put in those oil pots at Thanksgiving oh, yeah. and all that, yeah. Um, at number eight, roller coaster accidents, as featured in Final Destination Three. With a roller coaster crash, 14 reports. Now it gets yeah. crazy at number seven. Oh, should I stop? Should I give you guys time to comment on each number? Oh, no,
1: just so, like, was that was another one that I remembered, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I feel like you've at least seen part three, which is like one of my favorites because that, yeah, that has both the roller coaster and the tanning bit. This is, yeah, it's like a Star Trek, like every even movies yeah about. except after three like four five and six are that not have anything to do with the first have nothing to do with the other ones uh no actually well there's not a six yet but um
2: uh, number five actually ties into the very first one uh mm. which I will not spoil for people who haven't seen it
0: um at number seven on the list shot with a nail gun also featured on final destination three shot by the nail gun 160 people that feels right <laughs> yeah I mean, I feel like they accidentally shoot themselves on construction sites but don't die. Like, they might hit, like, a hand or an arm or a foot. Mm -hmm. But. Except when the noob comes on and kills the foreman with a nail gun 160 times. All right. Be interesting to see if Google's going to censor this list. We'll find out. Okay. That's off topic. I need to stay focused. David, keep me in line. (laughs) We got a podcast. Number five. Number f- oh,
2: There's no, so wait, many right. things I want
0: to no, say. Okay. Number
1: six, right? Number
0: six. Escalator malfunction. Escalator malfunctions from the original. Well, no, this is part five. The final destination, the one Dave was just talking about. If you're caught in the escalator gears, 211 people. That Seems scares love me. me. That actually oh, scares me terrifying. a lot.
2: Like that's more than roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. I get on escalators more than roller coasters, but ooh. Yeah. That was
1: like something parents always would tell their kids to like pay attention while Stay they're off on off the escalator. That kid
0: <laughs> off the
2: escalator.
0: Yeah, Kevin Smith's like second movie. It's his second Rats. movie, right? Yeah. Mallrats. Yeah, he keeps having the repeated line of like, keep the kid off the escalator. That kid's back on the escalator. And like, of course, there is an accident. So. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, number five, Lawnmower Accidents, also featured in The Final Destination, which I think is the fifth movie. Um, a rock shot through an eye socket by a lawnmower. That's what happens in the movie, huh? Dang. Um, 229 deaths. Also significant. You could be doing that part-time gig where you're lowing Mr. Jeffrey's lawn on the on Saturday, David, and then pff, rock to the eye, lawnmower death. Now, are these deaths like full-on deaths or just injuries? No, these are deaths.
1: Yeah, like this actually is- dying from that. These are
0: dying from these accidents, David. These are
1: They don't come back. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, little jimmy had a paper route apparently not because he got killed at the lawnmower job all right at number four this this is unbelievable to me like scalded with oil as featured in final destination five when an oil truck spills i don't know how an oil truck can spill and maybe it lights on fire i don't know i would think about like boiling oil 335 people that's that's significant
1: Okay, I feel like I have to watch that one now. I want to see how the whole oil thing,
0: how the obviously- oil thing plays
1: if I, out. If Keep I remember it, like, right,
2: the, I think that was if I remember right, that was one where like a tanker spilled or like got opened up. Um, I think that mm-hmm. was a fantasy sequence, not an actual. That's what happened. But.
0: Yeah, but apparently, three hundred and thirty-five people have died that way in real life. Not good. <sighs>
1: well, that'd be yeah, not fun.
0: This one is hilarious to me. It also happens in... So at number three, Lifting Weights, which is also featured in Final Destination 3, crushed by the weights, 930 people. An unbelievable number. Almost 1,000 people crushed while at the gym. Actually, I buy this. If you go on YouTube and just search,
2: like... Lift weight lifting fails. You'll see a million where it's like I'm amazed more don't die from this. Like right. how many people get these huge weights and don't have a spotter? Like I'm not a weight lifter, but I know you don't have a damn. Spotter.
0: I got or to watch like, out for number. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. All
1: right, I was just gonna say it's like so much weight that they're like just hemorrhaging from their like their head and other
0: oh, yeah.
1: areas. Yeah, it's nasty.
0: Like they pop a vein, they bleed out. Oh, like
1: yeah. pretty much just yeah. Yeah, it's wow. not good.
0: See, I thought number four referred to cooking oil. So I was like, I'm afraid of that. 300 people died with cooking oil. So I was fearful of that. But Jordan spends time in the gym. She's got to watch out for this number <laughs> three, lifting weights. 900 yeah. of her friends are dead. Okay. Um, are there disclaimers posted in the gym? Probably, right? There's probably like things over like, hey, take your own life and your risk or whatever. <laughs>
1: probably. I would hope probably. so. Yeah. I mean, you signed um, waivers.
0: How many pages? The then you know it's by. serious. Yeah. You got like six pages. Like this gym is hardcore. How many pages of waivers do they have? <laughs> yeah. um, oh, number two scaling or moving fences as featured in Final Destination 5. Cut in half by a metal fence is what's featured in the movie. Dave, you want to guess how high this number is?
2: Mm. Well, because I, I don't have to guess. I can see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! We He's, cheating. He's looking at the notes. Got those notes. <laughs> yeah, two thousand one
2: hundred
0: and twenty-one people, folks, have tried to scale a fence and got caught. Bummer. I feel like probably happens a lot when they're running from the police, trip over a fence
2: or a dog. Forever.
0: Or your friends are trying to. Do you guys remember climbing fences like as like teenagers, where your friends are like, "Let's just go this way. Oh, yeah. Let's not oh, walk half yeah. mile. Let's go right over this fence."
2: Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Claimed a lot of fences in my day.
0: Yeah. There's a sensitive area, folks, where you don't want to be popped like a balloon, and when you think oh. of dangerous fences, you think of getting popped like a balloon.
2: That was oh, Especially graphic. if
0: they have, like, a wire top. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was graphic. That was like
1: oh God. I'm
0: playing on the imagination. Oh. That's what a young boy fears. Am I going to get stuck on this fence? This is going to be horrible. By the time to call your parents, like, hey, I got caught on this fence. I'm stuck here. I've done that before,
2: but the pants just ripped.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're lucky. You got those thick jeans. All right. Um, At number one, this is stupid, but 4,162 deaths, and as featured in Final Destination 2, when an eye was gouged out by the falling fire escape ladder, ladder ladder-related injuries are the top most realistic death to be featured in the Final Destination movie, 4,162 people killed by a ladder. That makes total sense,
2: though. I mean, I if you think about how I mean, I've I've known people who've fallen off the roof or because of the ladder or whatever, so it's not that inconceivable. <laughs> I mean, maybe not in the way the move in the movie, but like right. you know, Christmas light season or cleaning gutter season. I'm sure that's when it happens the most. I
0: thought that death happened in the first movie. Like this guy's in his apartment and like he starts a fire cooking noodles. Right? Heating up Chinese yeah. food, and then he tries to get out through the fire escape. You're like, oh, he escaped. So he and gets then...
1: scolded by the oil and then falls off the ladder. Just kidding.
2: <laughs> That's actually a great Is scene. Like a There's double. a lot of fake outs um, where you think he's going to die this
0: way and then... psych you know, Different way. Yeah. <laughs> psych. Yeah. Probably being the show's biggest anime nerd, I don't think that Dave and Jordan have probably seen too much Voltron. But there's an 80s cartoon Voltron, which later got remade by Netflix, whatever. Um, Basically, there's five alien robots that defend the galaxy from the evil King Zarkon, and they're going to make a live-action Voltron. So if they make that movie, it'll be a little bit Power probably. I mean, you got robots that turn from animals into a giant robot, swings a sword around, fights giant
2: monsters. Do we know if it's a Netflix production or who's doing it? Uh,
0: It's being shopped around. So whoever owns Voltron right now is seeking studio it's very early stages from what i was reading but rick and morty made a parody of it but they were like what ferrets or something what were they i forget you remember voltron is one of those shows that i haven't watched but i know no voltron is lines but the rick and morty version was like ferrets right i don't remember that one
1: i don't remember ferrets
0: you don't remember the episode where he wanted to collect them from all the galaxies to build an even bigger robot I remember the episode. It's a I just straight parody of, of a, a Voltron, and then it turns into like a heist movie, like Ocean's 11 or something.
2: You son of a bitch.
0: There's this really creepy, well, it looks creepy. The trailer looks creepy. A24 has a movie coming out called Min, and they've been crushing it with like horror movie and creepy dramas. Like, So they're kicking out this couple studios I like, Neon Rated and A24, because they're making really weird stuff. So they've made Lamb, they made The Green Knight, Saint Maud. Minari mm. last year, Midsummer, The Lighthouse. It goes on and on. Like if you go to their website, it's like thing. I've, it's like the most creative movies in, in like the last couple of years have come from them. Um, but they're making this movie called Min, and it looks like a woman's like trapped, like somehow trapped in like a time loop or like purgatory or something, because she goes to like some cottage in the countryside. It looks like the English countryside. She keeps it, she, there's like a caretaker there. And then every other man that she encounters is like another version of the same guy. Same face. And then like some distortions on the way he looks. And they're like ridiculing her, stalking her, and then like saying just saying weird shit through the whole trailer. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be right up there.
1: Looks hmm. absolutely terrifying. So yeah,
0: it looks yeah, it, it looks horrifying. Like, <laughs> like, you look I'm like, hell no, but
1: yeah. I'm gonna watch it.
2: I, I cannot actually comment on the trailer because I purposely did not watch it. Because it's oh, Alex boy. Garland. Well, no, it's it this is one of those things where if I know I'm going to see it, I'm not going to bother watching the trailer because I always hate stuff being given away. But it's Alex Garland. I've already liked his two other movies, Ex Machina and Annihilation. So I'm already sold before I even see anything. So now just hearing you guys excited
0: for it makes me more excited. So, and Go keeping for... with the creepy vibe, there's a creepy poem from like the 1800s. I think it's called The Yellow King. And part of that poem inspired the first season of True Detective. Like, they use it as reference material, and, like, the serial killer in that show kind of resembles the description of the guy in the psychedelic, trippy poem that's kind of creepy. And so somebody else is, like, making a yellow wallpaper movie. So imagine it's probably going to be in the same vein of, like, a horror movie. Again, early stages, just thought it was cool to bring up because of the Yellow King connection to uh, True Detective, so. Um, And tonight's movie, we're doing a retrospective. Usually, at this time of the year, we're doing anime movies, which I I almost, like... So, in watching this movie, and the movie we're going to review for a fan, because we had a fan do a fan submit for a fan pick, we're like, okay, we'll go watch this movie. (laughs) And, like, I wasn't really happy with either movie this week, spoiler alert, (laughs) or (laughs) review (laughs) alert, so... I was like, damn it, like what a rough start. So I almost was like in the middle of the night, just said, like, hey guys, here's a link to an alternative movie. Watch it if you got time. <laughs> we'll we'll reset the entire episode. But we're not. We're gonna do Tony Scott movies. And the first one is actually his first film, which I didn't even know this until um, we were putting the research together. Anyway, tonight's movie is The Hunger. John Baylock, played by David Bowie. He's a lover of a vampire named Miriam. Miriam Baylock, they share the name. I guess they're married, whatever. Um, he was led to believe that he's going to live forever, but at the beginning of the movie, it looks like he's rapidly deteriorating and losing his youth at a scary rate. And then she's like, Oh, I got to replace this dude. And so she's checking out Susan Sarandon who plays like, uh, some kind of researcher studying aging in chimpanzees or something. And, uh, how do we, you know, I don't know if they're going to end up making like a health and beauty product. I mean, who would pay for this kind of research would be like a pharmaceutical company (laughs) or like some kind of, cosmetics company would pay for this kind of research like oh we got a new anti-aging cream because we killed like 10 chimps rush that to market approved for humans anyway uh so she's trying to seduce now Susan Rand because she's she's lonely i guess like i guess it sucks to be alive for a thousand years or whatever and so you got to keep replacing your partners anyway that's the movie yeah <laughs> you said it that's the movie that's the movie, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert, David Bowie dies, but you know, you kind of like know that from like the beginning because he's rapidly aging. So, whatever. You know what, in my memory, though, can I share this with you guys? For some reason, in my memory, I thought he melted in the chair in the waiting room. I have a clear memory of some dude waiting to see somebody in a waiting room and melting. Hmm. And I thought it was in this movie, and I thought that's why it was going to be worth watching with you guys. But he ages a little bit, and then his dusty corpse gets sticked in a you know, a pine box with the rest of the dusty corpses. And, uh, that's it. To join the rest of her lovers. Yeah, so they can play Uno <laughs> together or something. that. Like, <laughs> they just wait out eternity in her closet. <sighs> <sighs> that's all right. Like, I guess I got some hey,
1: that's about <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, you guys can't see this unless you see this as a video, maybe. If this gets st- stuck on our YouTube channel. But Dave was just literally waiting for his turn to talk. And, uh, <laughs> and a good way to segue into David. And I was waiting for David to just take the reins. Well, just start talking. I did. I did.
2: Cause we had a little wall there. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Well, you've already mentioned this, but I'll expand on it. Yes. This is the directorial debut for Tony Scott. And this is what's called the closest in style to his brother, Ridley. Um, he actually did go on to mold kind of what we think of as modern action movies with movies like Top Gun and last Boy Scout. Um, so, uh, Tony's Tony Scott actually discovered the band Bauhaus uh, in a London nightclub and decided to put them in the film. Uh, they're the band at the very beginning of the movie that's singing their song. Bella Lugosi is dead. Um, and actually they, they were in an, a big song of theirs took part in another movie. Rev- we reviewed night of the demons uh, when Angela in that movie, like does her crazy dance and gets possessed. There's a song called stigmata martyr by them. Um, so, this, this actually had a couple of hookups on this movie. In 2014, Susan Sarandon revealed that she and David Bowie had an affair while filming this. And uh, Catherine Deneuve and a cameraman named Hugh Johnson also had a two-year relationship that started with this movie. So, regardless of what you think, it had some relationships built off of it. Um,
0: well, it's a steamy movie, David. Somebody sleeping with somebody.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very steamy. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, wouldn't
0: sign the reality tv contracts that's fact number two jordan they were offered a reality show and they said no <laughs> not too bad uh
2: tony uh tony scott's brother ridley was actually supposed to direct this but when he saw david bowie was involved he cut out <laughs> basically um and this movie wasn't a, it was a modest success i think when it came out but it's actually gone on to become a big cult favorite particularly really among month goth and,
0: people well tony's a little brother right I do believe, yes. So he's probably like, come on. I want to make a movie. I want to direct a movie. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Fine. Oh, my gosh. Got this script. Don't like it. Here. Do it. <laughs> well, they both basically
2: did the same thing. You know, they worked in commercials for years mm-hmm. and became directors off of that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jordan, favorite bits?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, when Su- Susan was uh, cleaning off her white T-shirt, I was like, "Okay, I think I can get into this movie."
0: Uh, <laughs> it That's was the moment.
1: The nice, the nice, uh, you know, saucy scene uh, mm-hmm. between Catherine and you know Sarah or Miriam and Sarah. So uh, I'm getting all the names mixed up, but yeah, no, I yeah, I was into this movie for sure. I could see why it's a cult favorite with the goths,
0: but no. It's funny that sequence happened very quickly. It's like a little bit of piano playing, one glass of sherry, cut to a wet t-shirt. And now it's a Mac it's special. Me. It happened very quickly.
1: Yeah, not too much of a build up there, but uh, no, yeah, no. no, yeah, favorite bit right there.
2: Um, I've got a few. I mean, um, the the very beginning, I kind of mentioned that band is playing. Um, this feels very 1980s MTV. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that was the era so that that kind of was pretty fun um also because i like that band um before i'd seen this movie and um the very end we kind of talked about it all of her lovers like basically can you know can catch her and then they turned it everybody turns to dust essentially but um that i didn't see that exactly coming um Same. so that i really like that because unfortunately john connor <laughs> i think we'll we'll under see where uh ratings are but this this movie was kind of a letdown. So this this was kind of hard mm-hmm. like what did i like about this movie? There's a lot of things too like. I think the cinematography, the editing this movie is a great showcase in how well Tony Scott can make a movie look. But I like didn't really
0: feel. Did you yeah. mention it was a book? I did not. Yeah, this was a book. There's was a, a book. And then before Tony Scott died, he was trying to develop a TV show.
2: There there was actually I I didn't put it in the facts because I didn't think it was
0: But here's what I don't know. I don't know how closely the mythology follows the book because they did a couple things differently in this movie that didn't really pan out for them. It's also very confusing. Like this movie needs like a like would need like a little some kind of guide to understand the rules of the vampires. Yes. It's not clear.
2: That, that was the problem I had with the movie is it it was I won't go as far as saying it was hard to follow, but it didn't have to seem it didn't seem to have a very good logic or you know yeah, it's or, called
0: inside baseball. Like if you don't, if two, yeah. you hear two people talking about baseball at a bar, but you don't know anything about baseball, you're like, what the hell are they talking right. about? I mean, it's, it's same with did- this movie. If you don't know the source material, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Which is disappointing because it was like, I was hooked from
2: the beginning. It's a beautiful movie. Like, it's well made. Like, he, this is clearly his calling card to things like Top Gun, whether you like that or not. But, like,
0: the, the movie line. itself
2: is just very, I, I didn't have it, other than its visual style, didn't have a lot to hang on, unfortunately. Well, and
1: Miriam is supposed to be like thousands year of years old. Like she's supposed to be, if you see, if you remember there's like this flashback of her being the Egyptian and killing, like she, she talks about it in the piano song about Mm -hmm. the story of this Egyptian who ends up like falling in love with her slave. And, and you find out that there's like this little flashback. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's actually like eating, you know, her friend. And so she's like (laughs) supposed to be like 5,000 years old. And it just, there's things that didn't connect. And the yeah. story didn't, yeah, didn't really
0: go as planned, but
2: yeah. It was what about you, sauc- John?
0: Did you have a favorite bit? <laughs> you know, uh, again, I'm attached to like a memory of the waiting room, but it played out much differently. So my new favorite bit is actually when he's too old to eat the breakdancer in the, in the underground tunnel. Like he walks, he's like, this is when he's trying to get back to the mansion after he doesn't have any, um progress with the doctor about the de-aging and then he's trying to take a victim because he wants to now eat because he thinks if he gets the blood he'll get younger again and then he yeah. doesn't he's too weak to kill the guy and the dude's like what the hell man he just ruined my break dancing <laughs> like what's up you cut me brother or whatever um so yeah i mean that's a goofy favorite bit but again like it's weird uh, you see a movie and then your your mind makes a whole movie of itself years later yeah. I'm gonna I mean unless there's a movie out there where a the guy melts in a chair waiting for somebody, I I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up. Melting I mean, chair guy. The only the only thing I
2: don't know about in a chair. The only other movie I can think of with somebody melting is called Street Trash, but I don't
0: think that's this. Oh, uh, it's very different. Who very framed different uh, Roger movie.
1: who framed Roger Rabbit? doesn't he melt? Uh, okay. Oh yeah, Rabbit they dip him acid. in like
0: vents of goo, yeah. But he's, he's not waiting for somebody. <laughs> it was the, the, dip, dip, <laughs> the dip, the dip. The dip, yeah. Um where are we? Let's see ratings oh yeah ratings Jordan,
1: um it's a little hard hard to tell binge later um i definitely will recommend it to my mom i think she'll enjoy it but uh you know i think just the story the the story not matching up was a little hard to get over for sure
2: dave yeah I'm also going to say binge later. There was enough in it that I could say, Hey, if you got, if you want to see something really beautiful and that's all you want. Sure. Susan Sarandon.
0: Just be honest.
2: Well, I mean, yes, Susan Sarandon, of course, but I mean, just the cinematography was beautiful too. Um, And and honestly, the other thing that really disappointed me was uh, I I went in for a David Bowie movie and I guess technically he was there, but he was gone way too fast. I don't care. (laughs) Like once he was on, had the makeup on, I'm like, oh, is he going to become David Bowie again? (laughs)
1: Right. The attractive version of him was pretty short.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, uh, A for effort. I mean, but (laughs) his character
0: also pulls a boner move and he kills the teenage girl that they're giving piano lessons to. Because he's jealous thinking that that's the replacement, which is really unfortunate because, like, I was really terrified for that that girl, the teenager who, who like, uh, plays the violin with them or whatever, has the music was, lessons. Yeah. I was like, you're – I was like, she's sitting there, and I'm like, dude, you don't even realize you're having – you're completely clueless that you're getting music lessons from vampires. And then I thought, like, <laughs> wow, so vampires have to make money? <laughs> like the economy is that bad they have they have to pay for this giant luxury apartment or something, you know what i mean like oh, yeah. they didn't invest in anything over like 500 years or as Jordan said, like five thousand years they don't have like a dip in gold somewhere like bummer no yeah, and even
2: if they started with like a buck savings account in the 1920s i mean you think <laughs>
0: something. well they do go out every night so i guess they're like night clubbers you know they spend all their money they got that lifestyle to keep up with to contend with right um so that sucked. I didn't want that character to die, but it happened. Um it's a binge later, and I it would be a binge never, except vampires are my favorite monster, so I'll watch pretty much almost every vampire movie around, like including like Andy Warhol's buddy made a Dracula movie, which is basically porn, but it's still technically a Dracula movie. I know nobody's gonna watch and this to Captain on Cap Chronos so. Vampire Killer, which is about a guy that's like a English Calvary um who specializes in killing vampires. I don't know. And then like that movie's unique because he gets rapidly aged. Like he's like a soldier in his thirties and then he ages to like 75. He's like, I still got to kill the vampires. I'm old. Um, captain Kronos. Yeah. Um, so if you're like trying to just watch all the vampire movies you could possibly see, like eventually you get to this one, you know, like, Oh, the vampire movie with Susan Sarandon. Okay. Yeah. Got to watch the hunger.
2: Uh, I'd suggest Jesus Christ vampire hunter before this though. Wow,
0: Jordan, do you have a favorite Noted. vampire movie? Uh,
1: not, not what I'm willing to admit while on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I
2: don't
1: know. Yeah, you guys would yeah. be ashamed. I, I
2: think I think I could take a wild
0: guess, but I won't say it on air.
1: Yeah, Dave, have <laughs>
2: my back.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, we'll go to fan service. Uh, a young fan named Kareem asked us, "Shout out to you, Kareem, if you're listening or watching." Um, you asked us to take a look at an early entry in. Um, I don't know how familiar he is with, um, what's his name? James Spader. James Spader, yeah. Who well, the only thing I've seen him in recently was the one ep- the one season of The Office that he's in, season eight of The Office, where he plays the boss. Uh, he's,
2: um, he's been on a TV show for like close to ten years. Ago.
0: Yeah, he's also I doing guess. like a espionage crime show or something. So that's basically but, where he's been for the last decade. So this is like while well, he's doing eighties teen bopper movies he's also in a serial killer movie called jack's back um i don't think i knew about this movie again like my movie fantasies are not lining up with the actual movies because i thought that he was the killer like i thought there was a james spader movie where he was a killer kind of like dead ringers where there's two twins are they both evil is one of them evil like jeremy irons you know like so i assumed the whole time that like one of the twins was evil right and uh and it's, I mean, he plays two different characters, so if you want to see his early range, I guess, take a look at the movie. But to be honest with you, Kareem, if you hadn't asked me to watch it, and then i if I had stumbled upon this on my own, it's like, there used to be these things called video stores. You'd walk in, you get two movies. You happen to see out of the corner of your eye another movie on the shelf. It's got James Spader. It's about a serial killer. It references Jack the Ripper. You're like, oh, there's the third movie. I'll go ahead and get it. And then you just watch it and go, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I thought, I, I, when you would suggested this, I thought I had seen it, and turns out I haven't. But I was aware of this movie, and yeah, it's it's not bad, but it's not uh, anything I'd certainly watch again. Well, I was really, the
0: there's a little bit of expectation, right? Yeah. Because it's floating out there. We'll get to this eventually. There's a serial killer movie out there with James Spader. It's like a modern-day Jack the Ripper. This might be cool. We'll put it on the list one day. Fan asked us to bump it up. We bumped it up. We watch it. There's some disappointment, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... And you know what else disappointed me when I looked up the director? Um, it was from the guy... The very next year, he did Roadhouse. Like, he made such a... I'm, I'm sorry, again, not trying to insult anybody's taste here, wow. but this is a very boring movie
0: to go I from this to Roadhouse. guy goes from Jack's Back to Roadhouse, right? Which, yeah. I wouldn't give him Roadhouse. Based on J- his work in Jack's Back, I wouldn't give him Roadhouse. Just like, Tony Scott gets Top Gun after The Hunger... Well, at least that makes sense because he made
2: a visually good movie. As long as you can bring visuals to something, you got Hmm. something. This didn't even have that. Uh, There was
1: some funny scenes where I'm just like, I don't know. I just thought like force was excessive. I don't know. Some things that just. Well,
0: like poorly acted scenes or. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. Like uh, her being thrown and like he like pushes her, but she just like gets cast to the side like a little rag doll, just like little stuff like that was adding up for me, but.
2: I mean, I want to be clear. I don't think this is by any means a bad movie, but it's a very mediocre movie. And kind of we, I went in with a bit of high expectations because I was like, okay, James Spader, serial killer movie. But
0: Here's the the positive. If you're a James Spader fan and you want to see early James Spader stuff and you want to see stuff that's outside of like a, a teen comedy or a teen drama, you got a Jack the Ripper serial killer slasher movie. The slashing is a little toned down. So that's, one of the only drawbacks. But, again, you want to watch a James Spader early entry where he plays two very different characters? Um, or Robert, Robert, or is his name Robert Ricardo. There's a Star Trek actor in here who plays a psychiatrist who's actually, and again, I'm trying to find the positives, but it, I'm bothered by his character who uses hypnosis as an actual medical science, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the cops are like, we believe everything you're saying, doctor. Let's go get this guy based on a hypnos- hypno session. Sure.
1: Everything's based off of visions that like he's seeing about his brother.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. could have said anything like, oh, yeah, it's my friend Steve who owes me a hundred bucks. I saw it in a dream that he killed everyone. Go pick up Steve right now and get my hundred dollars back. <laughs> could have said anything. And they're like, hook, line and sinker. We believe you. <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> anyway. Um, it has a good background. I mean, like, it's interesting that there's, like, a community, uh, like, the victims are being pulled out of patients to attend, like, a community clinic. That's a good setting, right? Like, uh, the other brother, the more innocent brother, the other character he's playing, spoiler alert, the brother who dies first that James Fader is playing seems like a nice character from, like, ER, you know? Could have been in the ER cast, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, like, but anyway, I mean, that's it. I mean, how much more can we say for for Jack's back? Hey, but you know, having said that, I mean, don't anybody else
2: wants to suggest a movie? We'll check it out. But
0: oh yeah, keep them coming. This is a really good way to do fan service. You guys want us to review a movie? We will. Unfortunately, it seems like the last few that we've gotten have been stinkers. But we'll. But you're going to get an an honest
2: answer at least. I'm not going to lie.
0: Well, I hope they're coming to the show to get an answer like that because there's no holding back. (laughs) <laughs> like you know what I mean, like yeah. like you know. If I really like,
2: like it, I'll sing its praises.
0: But yeah, it's not like Dave was paid to say that Jack's back is an Oscar winner, right, Dave? No one greased a palm on this one, huh? oh man. Yeah. I mean, guys, I still want to like maybe not watch Tony Scott movies because it's like a wild time, and I want to have fun, and I don't know if I want to watch all his old movies or not. I mean, what do you yeah, guys? But, uh,
2: but if if I remember the list from here on out, isn't it more of like the the funner ones? Well,
0: the next one is supposed to be the NASCAR movie, Days of Thunder, which is like the first time that, you know, that they let filmmakers go into their world or whatever. It's the Tom Cruise, you know, racing movie, which is one of his better movies. But I'm kind of like Tom Cruise out, so it's hard to go back and watch a Tom Cruise movie. Much debating. I also want to find out this vampire movie that Jordan won't reveal on the air.
1: I will speak about one that is my favorite, though, that we have talked about on the show. I love The Lost Boys.
0: You know, yeah, that's the T-shirt nice. I
1: bought from the merch channel. One of my favorites for sure.
0: We, you also rewatched um, Let the Right One In, right? Did you? Yeah, watch no, the, and that one was yeah. really
1: good. Yeah, I did like that one. I liked the um, Swedish. It's what was it a Swedish movie or something? I like that version mm-hmm. better than the.
2: American the weird thing the was remake. is that
1: they were all only like a couple years apart. Too, the remakes were only like two years apart from each other. It just wasn't a mm-hmm. long time, but.
2: Yeah, um, although, I mean, well, he we already reviewed it on the show. Like it's it's a. I agree with you. I, I would prefer the Swedish version. But that American remake is actually for American remakes. It's actually pretty solid.
0: Mm. Yeah. But
2: watch yeah. the original first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so come back. I'm conflicted, folks. Come back and we'll be talking about Tony Scott movies or we'll leave it. We'll leave it at the hunger and move on to something else. I don't know. I got to talk to my team here and like figure out where we want to go. There's an opportunity here. Or not. I mean, I maybe I should stick to the list, right, Dave? What happens if we go off the list? Terrible things. I mean, I we can also like we can that. also look at
2: the other. Um, Tony Scott is makes some really good movies and some really ballsy movies. So I don't know. Maybe we'll you know what? The maybe
0: one. I should stick to my guns because I do want to see what what Jordan thinks of Domino.
2: That's the one I was actually looking forward to because that's the one I have not seen. I remember the trailers when it came out.
0: Okay, I never got to it. And that's the crescendo. That's the finale. So that'll be like the third movie. We're only doing three. We're going to do four. I got something. We're going to do a watch party this month. And it's going to be, I made this little mini review the other day. We're going to watch that movie, but I won't tell. I'll tell that later. Anyway. All right, folks, I figured it out. You got to listen to me like lose my shit and then figure something out <laughs> on the show. <laughs> mm. Great. Great. Jordan, are you proud of me? No F-bombs. Only 3 f so, S-words.
1: So proud.
0: All right. I'm going to drink another Mountain Dew. I'll cool. reward myself.
1: That sounds uh, refreshing.
0: This one is good. This is the watermelon one. Major melon.
1: I, I only F with Baja Blast, so...
0: Well you'd only get at Taco Bell, so you have to go to Taco Bell. I've seen cans. Oh, wait. I've well, that cans. was like... You're right. Last year, for like two months, they did stick the cans on the shelf. You're right. Yes, that yeah. is technically true. The best one nobody can get because there's just no nobody. There's no nationalism anymore, Dave. There's no like Americana, like we love America anymore. It's called Liberty Brew. Did you know this one?
2: No. Fifty no.
0: flavors in one Mountain Dew, brah. Liberty, you, Brew. you're the
2: Mountain Dew connoisseur of the group. I, I didn't realize I like the world, world of Mountain Dew into so this can. It. Yeah, it had a blue really-
1: can. I don't do soda, but man, there was this thing once called Pepsi Summer Mix, and it was like the best shit I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. I drink like eight cans a day of that brown soda and it was, mm. I don't know, I want it back. Bring back Pepsi Summer Mix.
0: If we're talking Pepsi, Pepsi Clear, like Back to the Future too. Oh. Crystal Pepsi? Crystal Pepsi. Oh, yeah. no,
2: that's Pepsi Free in Back to the Future, that's right. Oh, is it? Yeah, cuz that was cuz that was a big joke. He was, he asked the guy the soda jerk in the 50s like, "Oh, I want a Pepsi free." He's like, "Well, if you want a Pepsi, you got to pay for it." Oh, okay.
0: Not yet. <laughs> it says, "Do you want to end your broadcast?" No, because that was just going the- to go. hang <laughs> me. That wasn't the way to go. Wasn't the way to go. Somebody <laughs> has to say something and then we can leave. <laughs> That's not good. Something. Uh, oh, like literally Pepsi something. Summer Mix. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna pressure Jordan this. to tell us this movie that she won't reveal, and then <laughs> I'll never tell you guys because it will be pinky swear can't tell you. We'll get cursed if I reveal it. But I'm curious. My curiosities. Guys, I was a teenage
1: girl once, FYI. Twilight baby, I'll still watch it and cry at the TV. I'll watch Wait, is that
0: the reveal? Time. Are you that saying it now? I'm, I just oh. said it. Oh, so Jordan was just worried because how much shit that we've talked about. All Twilight. of the shame. <laughs> the twilight <laughs> shame. Oh man. But at least you were the
2: audience for it when they came out. It it was, it was. A, I did watch the first one because when something's that big in pop culture, I'm like, all right, I'll try it at least once. And all I'll say is it wasn't for me. Dude, I named